0: Welcome everybody to the show Raw Babes 101. I have a very magical, spiritual, beautiful soul sitting here with me. I would like to introduce Madison Desjardins. So Madison has a beautiful uh, company. It is called Ode to Birth. She's a physiological birth advocate and doula. She offers one-on-one womb healings in Port Moody. And I didn't even ask you this, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure you'd offer it on the web as well. So even if people aren't yeah. in Port Moody, they can find you and connect with you yeah. through the web. Yeah. Okay. Madison co-hosts events called the Red Tent Mystery School, and she does that with two other beautiful souls, mm-hmm. which we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. And also you offer a Red Tent moon Mm monthly i loved that i was like that is so cute uh membership and pre and post natal yoga and so much more like this is just bread bread to even begin about like what you're about and what you do so Mm -hmm. thank you so much for being on the show yeah and being here today to have this amazing conversation so I um, am going to read off something quickly before I let you take over and talk and share all of your magic. So on Madison's website, she shared something that just is so dear to my heart and just why I'm so called to have you on the show and for Tiffany um, to have you on the show is to talk about the things that aren't being talked about and to educate others on our womb and the birthing experience and How so much has been taken away from us and how there's such a different way to go about it. So, um, childbirth is not meant to be quieted nor controlled. Childbirth is a transformation, a song to be sung. It It is subjective and completely intimate. Childbirth is primal, sexual and full of wild emotions. It is an honor to be a part of your journey as you welcome a child Earthside. And this is on Madison's website. We will put all the details and how you can reach her at the bottom. Um, and also something that just touched me dearly um, that you wrote is, there have has been many years of harmful programming from the media and in areas of maternal health That has caused women to feel as if they are not in tune with their bodies. An ode to birth reminds women of their instinctual cycles. The focus is to help you establish a deep connection with yourself. And in turn, you will discover the power of your sacral vessel, the womb. Wow. I was just like, what? (laughs) So good. So good. So why don't we start? But I've got so many questions, okay. but um, like what mm-hmm. you do and what is a doula so mm-hmm. people can kind of like wrap their head around this. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you.
1: Yes. Uh, thanks for having me and to t- t- Tiffany as well. Yeah. Um, OK, so what is a doula? Not a lot of people are familiar with this role, but it's starting to become more mainstream. And the difference is there's a doula. And then there's a registered midwife, your healthcare provider, yes. someone who is there to offer um, interventions, medical interventions in the event of um, you know things going awry or there being imminent danger to you and your baby, which uh, the chances of those occurrences you know those happen when we disturb birth and we when we do intervene. Um, And then so the role of a doula is to welcome in this platform of emotional support and spiritual support. So I like to say that, you know, your medical care providers are there for the clinical stuff and to give you the drugs if you want drugs to help extract your baby if you need help with getting your baby out of your body.
0: That sounds like extract. Oh, it just sounds so scary. Well, that's essentially what they're doing, right?
1: Like it's true. And I mean. You know i want to just acknowledge that when i talk about birth in the medical system i'm not bashing the system and i don't want to like discredit the the magic of you know there being um the need for obstetricians and emergency cesareans like legitimate emergency cesareans True. um and also there's been a lot of wounding within the womb space and our cesarean rate is so high and i do want to acknowledge the mothers that have been through this like really intense and difficult experience um, but my role as a doula and as an advocate for physiological birth is to prevent these situations and this trauma from happening in our mothers and our women and the women
0: 100%.
1: so the role of the doula is to welcome in this emotional support spiritual support and also educate you so that you feel informed with your choices so that when you're up against you know, the system and having to navigate medical interventions and choosing what's going to feel good for you and your body and your baby and your family, um, you have informed choice. So my job is to help you understand the implications of the different interventions that they're going to um, suggest during your birthing experience, during your pregnancy, during the postpartum period. Um, And so childbirth educator sort of vibe as well. Yeah, many different hats I I, oh, yeah. I can put on, but yeah. Super
0: That's, integral. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. What an experience to even just witness and help and assist, you know, women on their journey. Well and I don't want to say just women because of course their husbands as well or their partner. Is just right alongside with them.
1: Oh yeah, no, I think like the role of a doula is is really important for the partner as well. See, my job is not necessarily to be in the birth space to take over his role Mm -hmm. or their role, depending on however they um, identify. But um, yeah, it's like it's one of those things where the energy that brought that child into her womb is a loving energy, it's intimacy, oxytocin, um, through like a, hopefully a really romantic sexual experience. And that's the same energy that we need in order to get that baby out. Yes. Right. So my job is to not come in and kind of move, like move into that role because I can't offer as much oxytocin as your partner can. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he's the one that's going to love up on you and get you in that space of comfortability and, and security and safety so that you can birth your baby in
0: peace. hmm Um, and I don't interfere with that. Yeah. With that process. That's so beautiful. Yeah. It just brought me back in my mind, remembering like my birthing experience. And I'm so grateful that I did have a doula and I did, um, I had my son at a hospital, but I was so informed of all of the choices that I was able to have my midwife and my doula coach me and be there for me to do it naturally and without drugs and because I had that informed information Mm -hmm. and like I was so grateful to have her and like having somebody like you alongside because the biggest problem I feel of today is we don't have any information Mm -hmm. we're just told yeah and we do have choice and when you have the knowledge to make an informed decision You can see the pros and cons to everything, not just this is one way, this is the way it is. And I say like business comes to mind because at the end of the day, it is a business. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, and the thing that I want to roll it back to remembering is how did we do it before the business? How did we just come back to ourselves, like who we are, who we came here to be and welcoming that beautiful soul into our body and what this brings me to talk about um is something that you specialize in is the womb healing mm-hmm. so if we can talk about the importance um of the womb yeah yeah that would be fantastic sounds good
1: well i'm so happy for you that you you were able to have oh. this like powerful empowered experience and um it just makes a lot of sense as I see you in your energy now and given the birth experience that you had the initiation of transitioning from maiden into motherhood, you were well supported, you mm. were, you were well educated Yes, um, and you moved th- through the experience with grace. Yes, And so
0: of course you're in this like beautiful energy now, right? It's mm-hmm. like, um, such, it was such a journey. Like, yeah. And it was not easy to no. say the least. Yeah. And I was like, what did I sign up for? I was like, whole, like, nothing can prepare you. No. Nothing. No. I don't care what, like everybody can tell you their story, mm-hmm. but it, it's not going to compare to like the actual, like your butt naked in the shower, head to the wall, feel like you're going to die because that's what you feel like. You're like, I'm dying, but you're not. You are not dying. And that's why people I think automatically go, I'm in my pain body. This is too extreme. I feel like I'm going to die right now. And when you feel like you're going to die or you're in trouble, you need people think, I have to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But if you're informed mm-hmm. and you understand that this is natural and it's all part of the process, then you can take your power back. That's right. But I want to let you talk. Yes. <laughs> that, does, like,
1: that does allude to womb healing, right? Because ultimately our power as women and those with the womb, our power is held within the sacral region where we have this incredible vessel, the uterus, um, that hosts the energy of all creation, right? So it's this dark, black void in our sacral region. And that is where, you know, we hold a lot of trauma. We hold a lot of um, toxicity because the womb space, like the yoni, the vagina, is an incredibly porous area, part of the body. And we do, you know, let a lot of energy inside that area right mm-hmm.
0: can we can some people can yes some people can depending totally.
1: on what you've been up to yes right so <clears throat> the importance of womb healing right we want to be in a space of constantly clearing the womb space so that those layers the uterine layers are not holding on to toxicity and energy that is stagnant and no longer serving the body right wow So what we do in womb healing is you lie down, you get into that theta brainwave state where you're like dreaming almost and you feel like the veil is, it feels like the veil is really fit thin. This is what my clients are telling me, right? They're saying, it feels like I'm dreaming. I don't know if I'm necessarily on planet earth or whatnot, but, and of course we set it up into a container of love and benevolence and it's all good, right? There's protection. Yes. Um, But we move through the layers of the womb oftentimes moving through layers of the cervix the gateway that goes into the uterus and we notice within the cellular matrix of the cervix there are memories that are stored visions will come through for the woman she'll be thinking of past lovers or times of non-consensual trauma or she'll move into Perhaps she already had a few children and the birth experiences were so traumatic. Mm -hmm. And so she's moving through this trauma and and saying out loud, like, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm feeling. Oh my gosh, you know, lots of emotions and crying and frustration. And we allow all of that to kind of come up to the surface so that it can then be washed away from the auric field. Wow, Washed away out of the womb space. So now you're left with this vessel that is all the more receptive and clear and open. So to be mindful during your integration process and to now take the the steps moving forward to bring in energy that is serving your highest and greatest good yeah so what changes can we make so oftentimes what happens after our sessions is we there'll be plant allies that will come in like different uh, plant medicines like even just really gentle like lavender rose or lemon balm will come through or mugwort will come through and um, these are the tools that you you will take on moving forward in your integration to help clear the womb space wow and because most of us you know if we're not you know if we if we're not taking any sort of form of birth control um we'll have a monthly cycle and we will be bleeding every month right yes and this is our this is our power this is where we actually get to sit in reflection introspection And and bleed and let go and release the energy that's not serving us. Mm -hmm. So we can actually encode our blood and that uterine lining which is about to shed through the luteal phase. Yes. We can encode the the lining with energy that is, you know, we see it's no longer serving us, and so then when we bleed, we focus on letting it go. So my clients will go through a couple cycles before they feel like, you know, okay, I'm clear of this. Wow, And we stay in touch and we talk and, you know, she'll call me or she'll text me and and say I had a big download or I had a big moment in the bath or I was like touching my blood and thinking about this person and like then offered it back to the
0: earth and I felt so much better. Wow. Right. That's that's so powerful. Just like the way you speak about it. And also like, you know, teaching women and young women how to honor their cycle. And I wanted to talk to you about this because... At your, um, the Red Talk recording, I got to watch it afterwards. It was beautiful. And I did the meditation, and it's all in the womb. And actually, that woman, um, one of your guys' clients, spoke about um, how powerful... Um, I th- I'm not sure if she did a session or it was the, your guys's retreat. Mm. Um, and she had her painting, and it was all on the yoni, which I also want to talk more about this. Mm-hmm. But she was just like... Her light shining from within, speaking about the newfound her mm-hmm. and how much she loved herself and connect is like connecting with her womb and honoring herself it was so magical. Like watching her speak, mm-hmm. and she just said her life has changed, and so like you know giving that gift to people, you can't even there's nothing that can compare to that. Just she's a brand new person. Oh, you can see that. Like, yeah,
1: Viv- yeah, Vivi, she's amazing.
0: Yes, yeah. Vivi. Yeah. And I was just like good for you and I was like I you know would like to definitely do some one-on-one womb healing and and work through some stuff. We all have stuff to work through, of course. But to talk about something that has kind of been pushed away is that 13 13 moons then 13 moon cycles mm. and also even friday the 13th of how powerful that is and people have turned that into like oh it's a superstition and it's not the most magical day mm. i've got so much we have so much to cover <laughs> this is just like so exciting for me i'm just like oh, yeah a kid in a candy store i know well,
1: what's what's happening is like as <clears throat> and i love how woo this is and like so so deep and spiritual and um, the Divine Feminine is now, this energy is really starting to become uh, present in third dimension, right? Yes. On planet Earth. Yes. We're moving through so many layers right now, and our light bodies are becoming a little bit more brighter. And those who have a womb, um, you know, and and uh, are women on this planet, the women in our ancestral time and in and, and the villages way back when... Um, they were actually revered and appreciated for their magic, and anyone that was you know suffering from some sort of ailment or, or challenge, yes, they would go and see the wise women, the medicine mm-hmm. women, yes, that who are working in in right relations with the planet and with the earth and the medicines that are you know Mother Gaia offers to us, yes, and these are women that are very powerful. Yeah. And just know things mm-hmm. and have downloads and intuitions and strong so connected, right? Like clear cognizance, all that good stuff. Um, the patriarchal energies of the planet realized this and saw that this is actually um, the, the power, like the, the powers of full sovereignty and powers of um, creation And if we take that power away from the women, then we will be the ones that are in power Mm. and
0: we can rule, right? It's like they think that they can take that energy Mm -hmm. and give it to themselves. Mm
1: -hmm. Wow. So we're on a bit of a pendulum shift right now where that patriarchal energy is starting to shift um, and we're seeing you know, how we can revere the divine feminine and this matriarchal energy. Mm-hmm. And this balance is, is starting to come in, right? Yes. Um, and the way I like to think of it, and I recently had this incredible man, this like divine masculine man share this this visual with me where it was like, when you think of the DNA strands, the double the double helix strands of DNA, okay. we can think of in society, there's very masculine, right? It's, we've been living in a very masculine energy, very linear, go, go, go. True. Get things done. Yes. You can't rest. Um, lots of ego, lots of power, right? Trying to control. Yeah, control, right? Yeah. And then on the other end, there's like this feminine energy, this like honor yourself, take your time, move with the cycles of, Mother Nature, Mm -hmm. and listen, quiet down, and we're starting to kind of go like this, so that helix strand is is starting to shift and move, and we're coming into more harmony and balance. I mean, will we ever get there? Hopefully, at some (laughs) point, but then it's gonna break off again, and maybe we'll be in a very uh, matriarchal energy Mm -hmm. where women are the center, children are the center. Yes, and. In, in that energy I, I do see a lot more harmony for the planet mm-hmm. right because it's not so so linear yeah. it's more trusting mm-hmm. and relaxed yes mm-hmm. there's more songs mm-hmm. singing
0: dancing. dancing I'm all about dance yeah yes right because that's how
1: we transmute energy mm-hmm. like you know beautiful beautiful ancient civilizations would move through hard
0: times yes. In ceremony, dancing and singing and praying. Mm -hmm. And even with this comes to people exiting, earth school, what I call it, um, they used to celebrate. Celebrate the passing of their loved one instead of mourning and crying and being in this crazy turmoil and just distraught. They honored the soul, honored the body, and celebrated all that they brought to earth. Yeah, So it's really nice to... Um, bring awareness with this too, that we can celebrate our loved ones and know that they're with us very, very close. Yes. Always, always oh, yes. with, us. Um, so with the So now that the energies are starting to come like this and mm-hmm. you were saying that it could lead towards maybe a little bit more of that feminine energy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So how can people, especially we're leaning towards women right now, really honor even this 13, um, like the 13 cycles, like a talk, touch a little bit more on, on that and mm-hmm. the meaning of that.
1: Right. So this is where my sister Sakura can really dive into it because she's so familiar with um, the background here. Okay. Um, but what I know and my understanding of it is that the number 13 has been seen as a place of shame, a place of um uh, dark mm. right a place of uh, like you were saying superstition it's to woo yes right this dark spirits are going to come after you if you're living on the 13th floor in the apartment building right yes 100% um, but when actually not the, the number 13 represents so much of the divine feminine and and um, they don't write this in the Bible, but there have been stories that have been told about um, even, you know, Mary Magdalene being the 13th disciple, Jesus. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, she was exited. She was canceled. Told, mm-hmm. And we were told, in, you know, that she was a whore. Mm. But was it really that she was a whore or that she held a lot of power and was teaching Jesus a lot behind closed doors? Interesting. Right?
0: Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, this number 13 is the day of the goddess, the day of honoring the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, In one year, a calendar year, we have um, 12 months, but we could say there's 13 months because there's one month of this ethereal realm, one month
0: of connecting with the divine. Mm, I love that. The source. Yeah. Right? Um, And is that also linked with like the... 13 moon cycles is there anything to do with that i'm not so sure yeah i can't touch on that yeah same i've I've heard something um i thought maybe you might know but it was really on on the 13 and then also with honoring our womb honoring our cycle and Mm -hmm. what advice can you give everybody listening um kind of changing the direction so i know with um the way that things are going in the world. People are having a really hard time getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I have my views and opinions on that and other people do as well. But I'd like to go there and talk about your um, point of view with souls coming in and how to assist um, women to welcome souls or side and what they can do. So I've kind of okay. given you like a whole, a whole bunch, but mm. I'd like to hear what your
1: Okay. This is raw go- babes, right? So we're going to is- raw.
0: You guys, you know it. We are raw. This is unfiltered, uncut, unscripted. I want to hear truth. And you know what? Everybody that watches uses their discernment, Mm -hmm. and they will take what resonates and leave what doesn't, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. But you're on here to speak your truth and be authentic, and that is what we are. That is why you're here. Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I mean, I do feel like... um, the COVID vaccine and uh, these inoculations that are experimental therapeutics are, um, you know, inoculating people with a substance that are is foreign to our body. Uh, we are seeing an immense amount of um, like clotting, and not just like those kind of dark red clots that you would see, um, you know, say during your moon time, you're bleeding and some clots come out which is just like fibrinogen and, and red blood cells and uh, stagnation in the body that's actually being expelled, which is good. We're seeing these like weird, long, it's like really weird, long, strange clots. Interesting. <laughs> that don't make any sense. That seem very extraterrestrial almost. Interesting. Um, happening in young people and uh, causing death, yes. right? So There's that's a lot of heart conditions a lot that of are heart happening out of on. the blue. Right. A
0: lot of people are passing.
1: Yeah. And a lot of women are losing their babies and losing um, their periods. Actually, there's been a lot of amenorrhea within this work that I've been noticing. Lots of people come to me and they're like, I think I need womb healing because I don't know where my period went. I haven't I haven't had a cycle in like three months or I've been trying to conceive and I just keep miscarrying. And then I do ask them, I say, well, have you, you know, have you had the vaccines? Like, when did you get your vaccine? Did you notice a shift happen? And it's like a moment, a light bulb moment for them where they go, oh, yeah, actually, that it was then. And I haven't seen my period since then and
0: maybe it does have something to do with it so what can we do right of course there's always there's always a solution there's yeah always something to do which is great and i don't we don't want to instill fear in you guys if you have gotten it there's no judgment but what we want to do is educate you and maybe allow you to second guess or think okay well where has this change happened for me mm-hmm. and then give you solutions because that's why we're here exactly yes so yeah. Don't feel shame. Don't, you know, no.
1: we're only just doing what we can given the information that we've received. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are still in this place of listening to the people in white coats, listening to the doctors and, and trusting that they have um, our best interests in mind. Right. Exactly. Um, now, if you recognize a difference in your cycle, if you've recognized that it's, you're having a hard time conceiving, um, <clears throat> there could be an energy within you that wants to be transmuted. And so this is an opportunity for healing. This is an opportunity to step away from what you've been normally doing and normally consuming and make a shift in your life. Yeah. Right. So you can heal, you can, you know, that's why it's great when you do start bleeding is because your body is releasing that energy that's not serving you. And then you can look to different herbal allies to help detox the body from this, you know, extraterrestrial like energy that's within yeah. you, right? Yes.
0: Um and, and too, yeah. sorry to cut you off, but even other energies, even if you didn't get the vaccination, you're still working through this sort of stuff because you come into contact with so many people. Mm-hmm. And especially women, if you're having multiple partners or you've, you know, haven't cleared energy from other people, even if you haven't had multiple partners. It's sitting in there oh yeah there's so much to work through
3: that's right even our
0: own shame and our own like when things happen to us as a child or um, you know certain situations can can happen and then they just sit there Mm. and then other things form like cysts or endometriosis like there's so many different things that happen oh yes medical issues and you know our body is such a conduit and such a messenger I had done um, an ayahuasca ceremony And my body showed me how powerful it was. And I looked within, I saw like the inner workings and it was like working all around. And it was like, I am here. I am your manual Mm -hmm. for your life. I am trying to tell you when there's something not in alignment, I will give you that red flag. Or I'll say, you know, you've got a headache. Well, maybe you're dehydrated and tired or like your cycles aren't happening. It's your body notifying you mm-hmm. and saying, hello, like, don't you know, like, don't wait for that loud bang or that cancer or that mm. car accident to wake you up so and rip out that carpet from under you. Cause it's like your team and your body has been giving you so many signs mm-hmm. and we just choose to not listen. Oh, or just mask it with a, a prescription. And or a substance, or a distraction. Mm -hmm. But, anyways, keep going.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Yes. And to come back into presence, Mm -hmm. it's a call to come back into presence. You question the symptom that's coming up, and then you try and transmute that energy by doing something different, by shifting into a newer vibration, by trying something new, Mm -hmm. um, searching within. The answers are within. Yes. Yeah, I mean... We're on the planet to transmute a lot of energy. We're on the planet to move through different, you know, karma that's woven within our lineages. Um, And I feel like what's happening with this, you know, these tragedies, these stillbirths, these miscarriages. There's a lot of souls within the astral realms that we can see that are just they want to come onto planet Earth so bad. So bad. They want to come down and help. They want to be of, of service on the planet for humanity. Yes. And that's why we're seeing a lot of people get pregnant, even when they're not expecting it. Yeah. Right. And these souls are here to do work. And you as the mother are the you are the conduit. You are OK. I am the vessel that will host this spirit, this energy to come through. Yeah. And this energy that's trying to come through. It could be of a re- really high vibration. Right. This is the energy that we need on the planet to help with this ascension process. Mm-hmm. Or it is an energy, an ancestor, that only knows the planet as it once was, you know, way back thousands of years ago when we were in that matriarchal, matrifocal mm. energy where women were the center and children were the center. So then they come and land in a womb, in a vessel
0: to be born. Yes.
1: <laughs> and they get here and they're like,
0: what the fuck is going on right wait a minute i didn't sign up for this fucking frequency or this feeling right whoa i did
1: not i did not expect these energies i did not expect these densities the amount of toxic energy that you know we have in our bodies because of what we're exposing ourselves to um and then you know for some of us we've just been living in a really low low dense we've been surrounded by denser energies and we're not purging those energies we're not extracting those energies um in 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 good ways um we're taking a lot of substances or we're jacked up on pharmaceutical medicines that uh,
0: might not be serving us actually anymore and um or even just like caffeine people are so dehydrated their bodies can't even support how could you support a beautiful soul or a beautiful uh to basically create you need to assist in that creation Mm -hmm. of making a body that's a big job so our vessel needs to be like conditioned in a really great way it's like you can't go run a marathon without preparing for it totally so you need to prepare the space it makes so much sense prepare the space physically
1: emotionally and spiritually right yes so these souls are trying to come through they really want to help Um, And of course miscarriage and stillbirth like this is a tragedy like this is a nightmare. It's so hard for for you emotionally Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's people like myself people like the you know, you come into the red tent with your sisters and you talk about these challenges Mm -hmm. and Share your stories and ask how can I pray like how I'm praying for a transmutation I'm praying for a shift in energy so that I could be of more pure energy for this, this soul that's trying to come through. Yeah. Because oftentimes it's, it's the same spirit that's just trying to come down. I was just going to say that. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I've said that to people. I'm like, <clears throat> I had a client and she went through a miscarriage and there was just more work that needed to be done mm-hmm. for her body and her vessel to welcome. And sure enough, there's a beautiful little girl. So Amazing. it was just... People also have to look at time differently. Time is not the same, I don't even want to say on the other side, in the other dimension or the other realm. Time to us, we hold on to this time like, oh my gosh, I need to be pregnant by this time or I'm getting older. And I don't believe in that. I just believe in your vessel and being that clear, beautiful, open space that's ready to receive and you will receive when it's time. Totally. trying to force, change, control, or fix Is the definition of insanity to me so it's like set sit back and don't try to rush this or oh I'm not I haven't gotten pregnant in a year so I'm gonna go and do in vitro it's like patience determination and sometimes that soul also needs you to put the work in well how bad do you want me like I need this frequency to come up like I'm not coming in there with all that shit in there exactly like you said
1: And it might not just be your shit. Mm -hmm. It might be down the maternal line. This has been passed on for for generations. The maternal line and same goes with the paternal line. The seed that's coming in, Mm -hmm. right? How is how is their energy? How is their ancestors? Like, what do they need to work through? And so, as a as a beautiful union, this unit that you become when you create a child, like, what are you both doing on an individual level to heal your own ancestral lines? Mm -hmm. And I feel like men are a little bit more, they 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 don't really want to put in as much work, or they a lot of them don't think that it's their problem. It's usually the woman Mm -hmm. and her and her her womb, Right. right? But this is where the divine masculine energy should be coming in and and working on these energies so that they are in a better light body. Yes. Right? So that the support, too. Exactly.
0: And, too, I was going to just say maybe it isn't the woman that there's even an issue within the womb. Maybe it's the husband or the partner Mm -hmm. that they need to look at themselves. And it's like the woman's being like, well, why isn't this baby coming in? And there could be a lesson for the masculine. Or for their partner that they need to learn mm-hmm. before the soul's going to come in.
1: Yes, and that, and then together, mm-hmm. that's going to make you better parents. Yes, and I mean, parenting is so hard. There's right, it's very challenging. Mm-hmm. There's not a manual. Yeah, um, but if you've done all this work prenatally and you've done this work before conception, your parenthood experience is going to be of a higher vibration. You will be more conscious and more present with your children, which is what your children, that's what they need. Mm -hmm. That's what the children that are coming through now need. Conscious, very attentive, present, calm, Mm -hmm.
0: village. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. All about presence. I have a question. So do you, um, like I've seen some of your photos and some of your work and there'll be the has like the partners um, giving birth and I've seen you're there, of course. Do you have a midwife as well or is it just you and the, what do you, how do you?
1: Yeah. I mean, Oh yeah. Um, so a lot of families now are, so what usually happens is they believe that a registered midwife is going to offer amazing care they're going to be that grandmother energy that comes into the space when they're in their labor she comes in and she you know checks things out she goes slow with the process maybe puts on some tea and sits down and allows for the process to unfold Um, that's not how licensed midwives work in the system they are what i would consider as medwives right they come from a medical background.
0: They have... Oh, medwives. med wives. I like that. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to write that down. Med wives.
1: Right. So they're coming from a place of um, protocol, standards of practice. They have interventions that they need to implement, that they should implement with all of their patients. Um, they have a chart to fill out. Mm-hmm. And some of them are very beautiful and compassionate and have good intention, but they're, they are working for a governing body. They're working within a system. Um, that says if you don't treat this patient this way and do these things with them then we could take your license away right
0: right so control right and limitations exactly maybe not what their heart wants to do it's what they have to do mm -hmm. okay
1: so unfortunately these medwives have, have ruined the name of midwives because when we think of our culture like our ancestors the midwives of those villages were the medicine women and the crones and the, the wise women who would hold space and allow for birth to unfold. Yes. They're the ones that are trusting and knowing that the woman moving through this process is going to receive the energy that she needs to receive in order to um, become a mother. And so the challenges... Like initiation. Total initiation. <sighs> huge <laughs> initiation, yes. That's birth, yes. right? That is birth. Um, so... That's not the energy that the medwives really carry. So, families, a lot of them are working with medwives along their pregnancy and realize, and there's red flags that come up, and they say, like, this is not what I expected. I agree. Right? I don't know if I necessarily feel safe having this person in my ceremony of birth, but will you still be there? Like, they ask me, right? Will you still be there? Will you be there to honor and witness and, and serve in a more authentic way? Yeah. And I say, of Beautiful. course. Beautiful. I'm not, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. Yeah. I'm not gonna do a cervical check I'm not gonna check your baby's heart rate I'm not even like I'm just coming in to make the tea sit down and hold the space for you and let you know that the, the layers that you're moving through and all these challenges that you're moving through are for you yeah and we can do it together mm-hmm. right that's and so I can you know your partner can help you in this way and yeah I got some bone broth going for you know once that baby's out and yeah that kind of stuff so that's a role that I, I do play and there's nothing illegal about that it's it's that's the role of a traditional birth attendant yeah an authentic midwife Mm -hmm. right or a doula yeah
0: um yeah so many different terms so uh, you typically you attend at home Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i'm already like i'm already like when somebody i'm when I call in my king, and when that time comes, and to have another baby, I'm like, you're my girl. I'll be there. Yes. I'll be my my, Yes, because that's my (laughs) intention, is, um, so I had a midwife and doula, like I had said, and I didn't show up to the hospital until I was already nine centimeters dilated, and my midwife, she was just like, oh my gosh, like for first time mom, she's like, you're Absolutely, are more than geared up for an at-home birth, and I know everybody's geared up for an at-home birth because that's natural. So that that's my goal is to just oh yeah, you'll you'll fly through. Well, you
1: never know. We don't know, right? Like you could be going and moving through some really some tough stuff, Mm -hmm. and so to set up your support system so that in the event of the birth being really challenging, you know, you have your people, you have your tools, you have your medicine, like there. That is, we talked about it before, I think before we went live, was um, what I see in my work, witnessing women go through childbirth, the dilation period. So even if they're not having cervical exams, which I don't suggest, right? I I feel like a lot of the clients I work with say no to cervical exams, um, because as the cervix dilates and opens up for
0: your baby to come through, Mm Um, right, no, sorry. Are you talking about throughout the entire? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to leave it, leave it alone. Leave everything alone. Just don't. Yeah, no fingers inside your
1: body. Keep your vagina clear. Yeah. So that your baby can come through.
0: Yeah. But what about even intercourse? Intercourse during labor. I mean, during, not through. No, not during labor. Oh. I'm talking about for the whole pregnancy. pregnancy. That's what I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, that would be the last. I'd be like, um, yeah, sorry no, bud, you are not entering the space. This is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean no. traditionally the men were the ones who stood outside of the red tent and would tend to the fire and make sure there's no animals and predators coming into the red tent like that's their that's role so right cool. and I see that energy come through the men uh, even in like so for the first 6 years of my career I was predominantly holding space for hospital birth Okay. And I would see this energy in the men where they would get so frustrated and so angry because they could see that their lover, mm-hmm. the mother of their child, is being abused. Mm. She, Like she is going through some intense stuff. Yeah. And how
0: can I can't save her from this? Yes. And that's usually what the masculine wants to do is protect and save and let's make everything better like right now. And that's why they're so
1: good at home birth because they're in the comfort of their home. Yeah and they feel safe mm-hmm. and they feel like they're, I mean, they do an amazing job. Like the men that support their, their women through home birth are so, they're right on it. And and uh, they're very quick and they listen and um, they don't want to go to sleep. They want to stay awake to mm-hmm. witness her move through this initiation, right? Yeah. Um, but, so the reason why it's a, it's a, there's a big benefit of having a doula or a birth attendant in the space, especially if this is your first child, is because the dilation period where the cervix is opening that the beginning stages of that going from like zero centimeters to about six or seven centimeters. That's like the toughest part. Yeah. Right. There's so many sensations happening in her body, unfamiliar sensations. She has, she's learning how to use her breath Mm -hmm. through that time. Um, And she's also learning how to find a flow state. So birth is this like flow state. yeah, And if, you know, there's interruptions mm-hmm. and uh, disturbances into the, into the field, mm-hmm. and then she's not going to have an easy time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So if you have people coming in constantly putting their fingers up your vagina or checking the baby's heart rate or asking... Moving you around yeah. or... Yeah. Right? Like that's all interference and disturbance in the birth space. So the role of a doula is to help maintain that flow state or facilitate the experience so that you feel safe to continue surrendering into your birth
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah wow that's so powerful it's Mm -hmm. such that that's the best way to describe birth is initiation and then also you know it happens a lot of the things that need to be talked about too is before you even go into that moment like preparing before that like yes we can't prepare for what we're going to exactly feel and all that sort of stuff but what we can do is get that information what like you just said some people don't know what happens from zero to six centimeters Mm -hmm. some people don't know like after i um was like nine ten centimeters dilated i'm thinking to myself oh this is great like i just now need to push and i'm good that's a whole other undertaking on its own Mm -hmm. just the moment (laughs) to start pushing Mm -hmm. like my birth it was like 24 hours basically from start to finish mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: and then it's like okay now we have to push and then, then it's like you know being educated on what is going to go on in your body so you're not thinking that you're dying or this is not okay oh, yeah. like the mucus plug and you th- may throw up like just knowing these things are very important oh yeah actually throwing up is so good when I see
1: when I see my clients throwing up in birth I'm like Yay. if it's still early in, if we think we're still in the early phases and she's throwing up, it's like, okay, well, we're going to ensure that she's well hydrated so that she can have energy. Mm-hmm. If she's throwing up near the end or she's been in this flow state for over 12, 13, 20 hours and she starts to vomit, that is this like, that's the purge, the final release. Mm-hmm. I was, um, I'll, I'll share a story. I was with a woman and her family she chose to have a wild pregnancy, so she had no interventions at all throughout her pregnancy. And oh, so
0: that's what, is that what that's called? I call it, yeah. I like love a, that. It's just like wild. What's, yeah, wild pregnancy? Wild I pregnancy. love that. Yeah, so wild
1: pregnancy, wild birth, wild postpartum. Like, I don't think she went, to, she didn't go see the doctors once, like she just trusted and knew that her body had the codes to um, grow this beautiful baby and birth this baby without any trouble. So I'm there in her birth space, And we were there for about 16 hours, 17, we're heading into 20 hours and her other children are in bed and she's moving in the shower and she's really picking up and I could see there's lots of, you know, there's sweat starting to build. She's getting very clammy and something's about to be released, right? And she looks at me and she goes, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to, I'm going to vomit and then I'm going to need your help to go so that I can get into the pool because then I'm going to birth my baby. I'm like, "Okay."
0: So she just knew. She just knew. Oh, that just like she's like, made "I'm ready." Cry. Yeah.
1: She's like, <clears throat> "I'm ready. Like this is it. I'm going to puke and then I feel like that's the baby's going to come." Sure enough, she puked. And she took so many beautiful deep breaths and we slowly slowly crawled to the birth pool. She crawled in and she continued to to, to, to take deep breaths. And then her 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 sounds started to go more into like the who <coughs> like the pushing? Pushing. This is our third baby. So it could come quick, right? So I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to go get your partner, right? Yeah. Um, I can knock on the door and I'm like, you know, baby's coming. And um, he was sleeping with the kids and then he he wakes up and comes in. And before he had got there, she was just so invested in, in this pushing phase. Completely transcendent. It was dark. It was so quiet. And she just, baby just... Came out so peacefully. Just so effortless. Without, without any, without like, you know, panic or fear. She was just full surrendered into her breath and baby came, came out with ease. And then the father walked in at the perfect moment, just as the baby was, you know, being brought up from out of the water and started crying. And Aww. it was just like magic. I'm just like oh. sitting there like. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> this like, is amazing. Like, you know. Goals. Wow. Like, well, the, this is our third baby, right? So her body has mm-hmm. done this, you know. A few times and yeah that muscle memory is there and yeah
0: um that is so beautiful yeah and then I have a question so there's things of course that I'd like to do differently and now that I'm even more educated with birth and afterwards and like even just allowing the placenta to naturally come out so let's talk about a little bit of let's educate people on things that they think that they need to do and what they actually have an option to do. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah,
1: for sure. Okay. So if you're if you're birthing your baby um in the system, so you have medical care providers present. If you're birthing your baby in the hospital, the care providers are conditioned to cut the cord and then pull the placenta out as soon as possible.
0: Or give them a shot.
1: Yeah, give you a shot of that fake oxytocin which is called pitocin okay they give you a shot of that oftentimes without even really telling you
0: you would yeah you have no clue it's just happening f- for you but it's not for you yeah
1: like you just had your baby your baby's up on your chest maybe doing some skin to skin and then all of a sudden they're like we're gonna give you some pitocin so you can get your placenta out and oftentimes clients are just like okay yeah sure no problem Like and just
0: more in awe and mesmerized by their baby right but what's actually happening there is
1: um They're going to give you a shot of Pitocin, which makes the placenta um, detach itself from the uterus quickly, um, which could cause, you know, hemorrhage. And um, if you, as there's so much to unpack here, because if you had a medically intervened birth and you were induced and all this kind of stuff, then it might actually be a good idea to get that placenta out because you're already, you're not in a physiologic state you're not in that natural flow no so your body might actually hold on to the placenta because it wasn't it's, it's not fucking traumatized right it's not sure what's going on yeah but if you've given your body the chance to go into spontaneous birth or spontaneous labor and you've given your body the chance to um, move through the process in a fully organic way then that pitocin is not necessary because the body can then expel the placenta on its own time how long does it usually take Anywhere between an hour to two hours. It could take 20 minutes, it could take
0: five minutes. And do you have to push it out or do you just let it naturally?
1: The uterus will start to contract so that it moves down and out your vagina. On and then its own.
0: is the baby still connected to the umbilical cord that entire time? Yes, because what's happening is
1: there's still blood within the placenta and all this good Nutrient. nutrients and energy that is still circulating through the umbilical cord into your baby. So if you cut the cord within the first two minutes of birthing your baby, there's still so much juicy, beautiful blood and nutrients and energy in the placenta that you're actually cutting that mm-hmm. off. Yeah. And you're not allowing for that flow to happen. Um, and so, I mean, but in the hospital, they're just so fast and they just want it to get d- get done and over with. Yeah. Right? Um, on to the next we we feel we feel like you know like this must be so hard for you you just want it over with right like we'll just get your placenta out so they actually will do what's called like a fundal massage which my clients report being
0: like extremely painful uh are you talking about on the stomach yeah they'll
1: like push do they do that oh no
0: so I'm I was laying there and um I was bleeding a lot and so I had chosen that I wanted my placenta to, to naturally come out like I wanted to do The least amount of medical intervention as possible and then excuse me as um at that time i needed to get something done because the bleeding was just too much Mm -hmm. apparently Mm -hmm. so whatever then it i had the shot and then the placenta had come out um and then of course cassius i had a short cord so he was just like laying on my stomach we're just looking at each other and he's breastfeeding right away it was just magical and then um I didn't want the cord to be to be cut right away, but of course, there's a certain time where it just happens. And then I am breastfeeding in this beautiful moment, and the nurse comes on and she wrenches on my stomach and pushes down, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'm literally, I'm just like, what are you doing? I was just like, oh my god. She's like, you'll thank me later, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm laughing now, but at the time, I was just like. I felt so violated. Like, that's... I didn't... I know. Give me... Hey, this is something. This is an option. I can push on your stomach. And if you would like this, give me that choice. I had no clue that was happening. It was just like all... It was wild. Right. Um, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. It's I'm just so sorry. wild how... Not fair. No, no. And I had no idea. Another yeah. thing that I wanted to touch on that a lot of people don't know is... Your baby, after your baby is born, they put an ointment, which I know you are, I'm sure you know this, in their eyes. Yeah,
1: it's like this erythromycin. And the
0: only reason why this antibiotic is being put into your baby's eyes is in case the mother had chlamydia. Is Mm -hmm. that correct? Yeah. So I'm so grateful for my doula who informed me of everything that they would be doing to Cassius after he was born. And I said, no. There's not a chance. Like these beautiful, perfect eyes and you're putting an antibiotic into their eyes in case the mother... With today's technology, it's a simple blood test to know if the mother has it or not. Mm-hmm. And I understand there was maybe a time and place that they needed to do this, but now we don't need to do this anymore. So just no. you don't have... You can say no, thank you. Yes. And then the other thing is there's a shot that they give your babies, which is vitamin K. Mm -hmm. And that was another choice that I was able to get information about from my doula. Um, And there's an oral form of that if you choose to go that route or if you choose to not do it at all. Mm -hmm. They do have that oral and you give it like the three-week mark and then another three-week mark. And it's just to prevent internal bleeding. Is that correct? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I mean, if they're... Um, If your child, I mean, so it goes directly back to them cutting the cord too soon. Okay. So there is an uh, an anomaly situation that could, uh, your child could end up in the neonatal intensive care unit, the NICU ward, um, because if they do not have enough blood within their body there I I forget the name of the disease or the pathology that occurs okay but they could go into like there's like a brain damage okay there's a potential risk for brain damage uh, and that's linked to not having enough vitamin K in the body okay Um, and so they administer vitamin K into the child but if you were to leave the placenta still Attached. Uh, attached, or the umbilical cord still attached to the placenta, which is attached to your baby, there should be enough of that beautiful blood wow. and energy. makes yeah. sense. Right? So I they're mean, actually taking... They're just taking... I mean, it's all about litigation, right? Like, they're making sure, like, okay, well, if this, this child ends up in the NICU, is it because, um, you know, we cut the cord too soon? Well, let's just give them vitamin K, right? We'll just give them vitamin K. So
0: it's... I feel like it's always... I'm going to do this quickly, but in case this side effect happens, I have a system for the fucking system and everything is a system. Leave well enough alone and you don't need to create any sort of in case or oopsie or oh my gosh. So this is probably why this rise happened is going in the medical system, getting the placenta cut right away instead of allowing it to naturally come out and the baby to have all of the blood doing so they had this problem
2: mm-hmm.
0: and a rise in birth defect or brain or the blood
1: mm-hmm.
0: what yeah see every it's like a contradiction to everything
1: so they're just covering their ass the whole time
0: yeah and you have to cover your ass so many times and then you're creating so many more so much more chaos yeah it's like leaving breadcrumbs in life. The more breadcrumbs you leave, the more opportunity you have shit to bite you in the ass. Mm -hmm. But if you don't leave any breadcrumbs and you just do things and go on your merry way, leave well enough alone, Mm -hmm. be patient, Mm -hmm. it really solves itself. Yeah. I mean, birth is... Yeah.
1: So, birth as nature intended. Yeah. And yes, there are complications. I agree. There's anomaly situations. But why is it that these anomaly situations have set the precedent for everybody? Right for the majority of women birthing babies, mm-hmm. right? These like animals too, like they just naturally have their babies. Well, they go somewhere dark and quiet and cozy, where they know that there's no potential risk for danger, and that and they do it when they're ready, when they feel ready, like a, a little like a, a little kit, a cat or a dog. Where does she go to have her baby? Mm-hmm. Right, she's gonna go under the shed somewhere warm in the closet, where she won't be disturbed. Yep. Nobody's going to bother Not her. Nobody's going to touch her babies. Mm-hmm. And we are mammals, too. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what my work is. I'm just really trying to acknowledge that. And we remember this. We know this. And we have these conversations. Like, I'm sure everybody listening and watching this, they know that this is truth within them and within their womb. Um, and uh, yeah, don't come from a place of fear when you're birthing your child.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? That's energy. And you can make any choice you want. Of course. Maybe you change your mind. Maybe halfway through your pregnancy or you're birthing your baby and all of a sudden something within you tells you like, I don't know if this baby is going to make it. I don't know if this baby is going to make it. Like I have this strong intuition, like it's going to need help and I need to be in a hospital. Then we listen to that. Of course. And then we go to the hospital and you're there and you're safe
0: and you know, and and you feel safe. Mm Mm-hmm wherever you feel safe that's right yeah and you just trust your guidance and your intuition not you know and a lot of the times people share their stories and there's so there's so much trauma associated with it and then the next person's like oh i'm so in fear of this happening or this how about be in love be in trust be in peace mm-hmm. and it's all your mindset from the beginning to the end mm-hmm. and who you surround yourself with is so important and your support system mm-hmm. you know it's, going into a doctor's office and you're in there for 10 minutes or you can go and see somebody who is going to like honor you and your body and explain what's happening and this is normal and you may be feeling this way right now. Like Cassius, he was supposed supposed to. Um, he was going to be... Um, sorry, I just got distracted. My phone was ringing. Um, so he was going to be technically born or supposed to be born on the 12th of March Mm -hmm. and he came a week late and I always said I'm like how do we know the exact moment that you know the baby came in and how do we know when it's time for the baby the baby knows and I always try to give tell people like just trust the process and your body and your baby Mm because the baby knows what it's doing and what it's signed up for and like just because you're a week or two weeks overdue, it's it's not a problem. It's only a problem when you're told it's a problem.
2: That's right.
0: One of my close girlfriends, she's done her um, at-home births on her own, like filmed it, like just warrior woman, just totally done it, non-conventional and so wild, and I love it. And she's had the most beautiful experiences, and she just. like that goddess after because it's in your home it's in your in the water in a pool and you've like birthed your own baby it's amazing
1: and there's no need for her to get out of her hospital gown you know she gets to just stay in at home cozy up in bed have her village come by with meals maybe somebody comes by to look at her perineum and if there if it needs support. If it needs some repairs, then there's there's options for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to go anywhere. Um, one of our teachers, um, incredibly wise woman, Gloria LeMay, talks about that immediate postpartum period and the importance of just, she's like, just tell your clients to lay down and keep their legs shut for as long as they possibly can. And that is all that they need to heal, you know, through the birth.
0: For afterwards. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Just and I, lay down. I, I want to come back to like the whole induction conversation because I think okay. that is important. But yeah, just like if you're birthing your baby at home, you're, in, you're comfortable, you're wrapped up, you're warm, you're drinking tea, you're drinking your bone broth, your baby is learning and figuring out how to breastfeed, you're learning and navigating how to dance with this new dance partner, mm-hmm. and you're just staying in bed. Legs are closed. The perineal muscles, your vaginal tissues, are designed to heal and repair themselves. With the help of herbal, you know, sits baths and compresses. Yeah. They like to say that anything that is less than a second degree tear will heal
0: so beautifully on its own. Um, but in the, yeah. That's a good question. So I tore, like, mm-hmm. it was like inside and outside. Okay. So I did get stitched and everything was fu- was fine. And it was, my midwife, had, she did that. Um, so let's just say I'm at home and... I have you and say I have a midwife there. Is that something that could have been an option is just to do the sitz bath like lie there with my legs close. I guess it depends on the degree but Exactly. So she can so your midwife can so this is what another option that
1: families are doing right now is they are they have their medical midwife throughout the pregnancy. They may or may not call their medical midwife during the birth but they want to utilize that postpartum support in the event of there being a a degree like a perineal tail that that tear that's more than two degrees second degree tear sorry yeah so if they look at her perineal tissues and they say oh yeah this is requires medical attention right like this is a second degree tear or this is a third degree tear Mm -hmm. fourth degree tears they can't even touch you have to go into the hospital that's where you like basically torn down through your butthole Yeah. And that's like, that's an issue, right? Right. Um,
0: I don't remember what,
1: I think mine was like second or third. So they will, they will repair first and second and third uh, degree tears. Um, and you can stay in the comfort of your home and they will, you know, make those repairs if you want them done. Um, she can assess it and hopefully she's transparent enough and not overly conditioned, right? Because most of them are trained to just tear any sort of, or to repair any sort of tear. But what I'm trying to say, and what the wise women have been teaching me, is that yeah. the first and second degree tears will heal so
0: beautifully on their own because it's not making it come together; it's just letting it naturally go together, right? Of where it, it's original it's form. It's more superficial. Mm. It's like you cut your arm;
1: you assess, you see deep down into the t- or you see, see like deep down into the muscles. Oh shit, that we need some help there. Yeah. Right. Or you see a cut on your arm, and it's just superficial maybe you put like a yarrow compress on it
0: right so let's go to prevention what do we do to prevent tears from happening
1: yeah well okay so your first time baby you want to just get that baby out you know it's probably been a really long time and you're tired and you just want that baby out you feel like she's making those grunting sounds she's Mm -hmm. starting to push right there's going to be a little angel on this shoulder and a little devil on this shoulder. And this devil over here is going to tell her to just hammer that baby like, out. It, go. Just, you feel your push. You feel that expulsion reflux that's happening, which is so incredible. We're so perfectly designed. This fundus just like hammers down on your baby and you feel it and you breathe into it and you push that baby out, right? Uh, you want to be a little bit mindful in those moments. And to find the moments in between to, to, to stay calm so that you're not hammering that baby okay. out. That little devil's going to tell you, like, just get that baby it's out. Like push
0: it, go. Yeah. Right.
1: Just listen to the body. Allow for that expulsion reflex to gently ease the head <coughs> down. Okay. You see the head at your perineum, breathe, calm. We, once you we can slow that, it right down. You don't have to do anything else. Slow it right down. Mm. There's no need to pull on the baby. No need to yank it mm. out. Right the more that you allow for the baby to rest at the perineum, the head to rest at the perineum, the more those tissues can stretch, Okay. right? And that's where you're really connecting with your breath. And that's where it's really important to have, you know, that guide there or someone in the space to help you
0: move through that so you're not just hammering down. And during those moments, I remember so vividly, I felt helpless. So I was looking for support and guidance. Yeah. And like, well, what's going on? And all of a sudden I'm like, it's burning. Like, what is happening? Yeah. So many different sensations going on. So to have somebody to say, like, this is normal, this is perfect, and mm-hmm. supposed to be happening. Um, you know, to then move to move through that. But I didn't have that awareness to just slow down, focus on my breath. A lot my body had taken over in a lot of instances where it was just I was I was even told like just don't push. When you tell somebody not to push,
1: (laughs) like that's like you have a poop prairie dogging out your butt and you gotta hold it in. Yes, (laughs) because
0: what what happened was I was I wanted to be on all fours, okay? Like I wanted to I didn't. Guys, come on, laying on our back is just no natural gravity. Like I wanted to be up and like leaning on all fours or like standing. But there was a lot of pressure happening. And I think that's when the tearing was happening when I was doing that. Mm -hmm. But even to start with, um, because I didn't want to lay on my back, I wasn't able to be checked to see how many centimeters I was. Mm. And then they thought I was 10 centimeters, but I wasn't quite there. Mm. So I'd already started the pushing process. Uh. And I wasn't technically ready for that. And then I was told, well, just stop. (laughs) Like... No, I was like, there's nothing in my body that's going to stop from pushing. So then her hand had to go in and like move myself. It was, I there see. was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but grateful that everything worked out.
1: Well, and it's hard to, in a, in that sort of setting, it's, it is really hard to slow everything down because yeah. their design, it's, it's uh, going back to that masculine linear energy where it's like the process is almost done. Let's just get it over with. Yeah. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's really hard to, when you're in this outer body experience, to come back down and say like, whoa, like whoa, 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 can we slow down? I wanna, I wanna slow down. This is too much. Mm-hmm. Um, can you, can we just take like ten minutes to try and just? I need to recoup. I need to come back into my center. When you have nurses flying around and the unit clerk is coming in and and the janitor's wanting ready to clean up, like all these different um it's like interference within Mm -hmm. the flow state right yeah so i can understand how like you know where you were coming from you were just in a place of Mm -hmm. like wow like this is almost done it's a little bit chaotic let's just like get this baby out right yeah yeah
0: so and not understanding what was happening to my body
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and you're just vulnerable in -hmm. the most vulnerable position so it's such a it would be so different at home and um just knowing what's up So what advice can we give others that are, you know, any tools or tips with maybe some herbs for clearing their womb, um, to assist them to welcome in a beautiful soul or side?
1: Mm, Yes. So the plant ally that's been really coming through for a lot of clients is dandelion. Mm. Dandelion leaf, dandelion root for detoxification. um, Any herbs that will support the liver. Okay. And I would be doing this um, with the support of a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner, some an Ayurvedic practitioner, someone who can help you tap into um, these plant allies and work with it in a safe way. Because I don't know, you know, we don't, you might have some sort of history that it would be unsafe for you to take milk thistle or something oh. like that. You know what I mean?
0: You know, the other thing is talking about dandelions, dandelions grow right here in the cracks of the cement. <laughs> and people are told, this okay, so I'm going to I might botch a little bit of this, but it, it, it's worth sharing. Dandelions, I believe, are also amazing for your heart. Okay? There's a heart medication out there. Okay? That's this company that owns this medication also owns something along the lines of this fertilizer to kill dandelions. Hmm. So dandelions are here that are in your backyard that you can utilize you can steep it you can boil it and do all these things for your heart health for your womb health for your body it's incredible for um even weight loss like so many things dandelion has so many benefits Mm -hmm. and they grow everywhere and they're such a benefit and nobody knows this shit they think it's a flipping weed so they're like let's kill the weeds in our grass and they're so beneficial I'm so glad you're talking about yes, this. Yes,
1: in so many ways, they're here for us. Like these are our kin, these are our friends, and they they want to support us. That's why maybe it was really interesting. Actually, at the peak of COVID, we started to see a lot of mullen everywhere, and mullen uh, is supporting the the lungs mm. and expelling mucus and yes. helping with immunity,
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: planet was just like ridden with mullen. Yeah. So wow. like they, 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 they have a frequency and they hold yes. a certain vibration. Right. And they are here. Everything on planet, right? Like everything on Gaia is here to help us. Everything.
0: Yeah. And it's, I was just talking about this. It's all one. It's when I said the soul exits the body, the body goes back into mother earth, whether it's, um, cremated or buried, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's going to be sprinkled over oceans or it's going to be going into the ground. Just like animals yes. it's all brought back into one because we are all one yes it's just so beautiful and
1: that's why there's this innate like desire for women to when they're bleeding offer their their moon blood back to the earth mm. or I've, I've held space for a few women and families who um you know they've moved through a miscarriage and they they have this they're like i feel like even if they are you know in the hospital system and they've had some sort of extraction or um, some sort of termination or abortion. There's this this yearning within her to actually keep that fetus, to keep those cells, that tissue, and offer it back to the to the earth, mm-hmm. versus it being kind of you know whisked away for some sort of medical like testing, testing or whatever they mm. do with fetuses
0: and right, um, yeah. So there's there's that whole conversation. So there's so many yeah. conversations. I'm just like my mind is going crazy. I'm like, let's go down this path, this path, this yeah. path. Um, there was something. It will come back to me. I was curious about. So going back to my friend. So she's what you would consider older. She's so young, just her human age. Um, and she had her babies naturally at home, totally out of this off what what you call a wild pregnancy, and um. They had told, for her second child, told her that her baby's breech and she's gonna have to get a cesarean and everything. So she said, well, thanks for your info, but my baby knows what it needs to do, and when it's ready, it will turn and it will come down, Mm -hmm. and he will be here when he's ready. She was two weeks overdue, her baby was birthed at home, and it came beautifully and naturally. Now, this is what can happen is, When you're peeking at the cake or the bun in the oven before it's ready, it's gonna fall and collapse. So leave well enough alone Mm -hmm. and trust in this process because we're prodding and picking. Somebody else I knew had an ultrasound of their baby and they said that their baby's gonna have this crazy disease. The baby was born perfectly healthy. And somebody may have terminated that birth. Mm -hmm. There's also cases where it's on the opposite end. I have a friend who had an um a mis sorry um a c section her first round she wanted to try at I'm uh, not at home but just naturally and the uterus had um i think separated or split where right. maybe the incision was from before and she lost her little girl and she ended up getting pregnant again and her little girl came well came back which we would say mm-hmm. um but during that time it was so crazy for her and then of course she's thinking inside herself i wish i would have just gotten the scheduled cesarean wow yeah right Mm -hmm. there's there's so many situations Mm -hmm. and you have compassion for all of it but i always go back to the thought of there was a beautiful experience that needed to be had with experiencing that yeah we
1: don't know the contract right we don't know their contract yeah um and we have to trust that and as a as a vessel you know having the womb within our body we are this that channel that conduit and and we are gonna hold space for that soul and its contract yeah and it might have nothing to do with me that's right it's just up to them and and what their journey is and um, I've had a few I've had two miscarriages and the first time I didn't even know I was pregnant Wow um, I thought what was happening was my cycle was just shifting because sometimes I go from bleeding on the new moon to bleeding on the full moon okay and I thought that that's what was happening and then I was in the shower one morning, I called out, I couldn't go into work because I was in this like really intense, like these sensations in my body were so strong, I had to stay home. And I'm in the shower and all of a sudden I feel something heavy at my perineum and I, I look down and what looked like a big clot came out of me, I'm like, oh, finally my period came, right? And then I had this strain sensation come over my body and I move the darker blood out of the way and I look and it's this like very light pink grayish what would be pregnancy tissue like the start of like a sack hmm. and I'm like Whoa. oh my god I was pregnant wow yeah so how some, far along do you think that was probably you were, I mean. so it would have been six weeks since conception which is like hardly any, you know like but that tissue was starting to form wow and it released out of my body and I, I and I held it and I knew yeah. I was like oh my gosh right I called my partner I'm crying and at the time I was living at my grandmother's house, so I just like turned off the shower and I had that, that feeling, that yearning to offer it back to the earth. Oh, okay. And I went into like the rose garden that we had and I just, you know, put all that blood and, and that tissue back into to the roses and wow. c- asked on the medicine of the rose to transmute that energy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so sorry. So anyways, the message that came through from that spirit a few months later As I was reflecting on it, and I was in, you know, I was bleeding, and I'm like, okay, what happened there? Mm -hmm. The spirit came down, and I was in communication with it, and it said, well, I really just needed the love of a mother. It was woven within my contract. I just needed to be on planet Earth for a certain amount of time, and to just feel... To just feel love and to wow. just feel like a womb space. I just needed some reprieve. Yeah. Because it's crazy up there in the astral realms. Mm-hmm. They're going through a lot. And so to come back and land on planet Earth to just rest
0: Yeah, for six weeks? Yeah. Sure. You know? like That's amazing. Bless you. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Dolores Cannon is a fan. I'm a big fan of a lot of her books and her teachings and her discoveries and findings. Um. I read so much about the birthing experience and some souls aren't even in inside the mother until the, um, until you're giving birth and then it comes in. There's like an X amount of time of, of what she says. And then there's times where their whole experience is to be and just sit in that body while it's forming and to just feel mm-hmm. everything that's happening and to feel that entire experience. It just depends on the contract. Mm -hmm. and of what that soul is yearning to learn Mm -hmm. and like you said sometimes it's a a six-week stint and i think what would help a lot of women understand is to not have shame around this that experience and know that it isn't always about you or who you are or that there's something missing or lacking it's it's always an experience and it's always something to gain from it. Mm. And you can help so many other women through their experiences too. Yes. That's how we connect. Yes. Right? The through sister. Experience.
1: Oh yeah, the sisterhood mentality, right? Like the sisterhood wounding right now on the planet is so, it's so intense. It's not fair. And mm-hmm. we're moving through a lot of that. We're transmuting that. And with the work that I'm doing with the Red Tent Mystery School is we're welcoming that energy back into our, our field yes. come into the red tent be with your sisters move through your birth experience your bleeding process move through your challenge your grief your shame your anger like we do a lot of sacred rage workshops because a lot Ooh. of us are fucking pissed off yeah like we're angry and yeah. how do we how do we harness that how do we honor that rage that we feel yeah I love that yeah so I mean it's all done in the sacredness of the red tent in ceremony yeah you're supported you're
0: safe yeah um is this a place that just so our viewers and listeners know is this a place that people can go or yeah is this, okay
1: so as the, as the as the weather warms up we're going to be at a couple we'll be at the she uh she is wild festivals Ooh. um and there's one in the kootenays one in alberta that's coming up in the summertime we're going to bring the red she tent is, oh my god yeah I this,
0: so this is new to me she is wild yes Okay. We'll see you there. A hundred, You know that. <laughs> Tiffany and I will be there. Like, yeah. this is all up my alley. And, wow. Okay, so s- explain more about your red tent.
1: Well, I mean, I, the thing is, is we all are living in different municipalities, right? We're all pretty far away from each other. Back, our ancestors used to be really close. They would be within a, you know, a village. And mm-hmm. we could walk. And um, in modern day, there's a lot of, there's gaps. There's a big distance between us. So we use... the
0: the 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 technology and we can come in together in a virtual red tent space right right so she is wild is up somewhere we can go and then you offer the red tent is virtually
1: yeah so the red tent mystery school offers um a monthly what we're calling like a monthly membership where you can come into that virtual red tent space yeah with women that you know and you love and and trust and you share your experiences we gather around the new moon because that's when um Especially, a lot of the Celtic, the Celtic lineages would come together during the new moon phase, okay. when the when the moon is dark, and um, she is resting, mm-hmm. and everything on the planet seems to be resting and in, in this place of restoration and reflection, setting intentions, yes. leading up to the full moon. Um, so that's so that's what we do every month. We come together in this virtual space. Amazing. So yeah. that's
0: once a month. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys. Um, also offering the one-on-one which is you've shared a little bit about that is there anything else you want to share with the one-on-one that you can offer so for those who are watching
1: right away I am on a little bit of a hiatus I'm on a break I'm on my own little womb healing journey right now until the spring and summertime so my books are closed for uh, individual sessions okay um, but when yeah. are they back open? You think spring? Spring. I think April twenty twenty three. Okay. That's what Spirits saying, anyways. So April, you're back. Yeah, and For I'll be one-on-one. in Port Moody.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. And Tiffany and I, we do circles as well, and we do them here in Maple Ridge, and we do different, whether it's raw transformation or meditation, and we are we sometimes we have guests. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping you can come in and do something you know, even take over for, you know, 20 minutes or half an hour Mm -hmm. and be there to share with other sisters. And we have masculine and feminine, feminine energies. Everybody's always welcome. Amazing. Um, and I would love to do so much more work. Like Tiffany and I are both just so thrilled to have you and to hear all of your knowledge and expertise is just mind blowing. I could just be like, sit here and just listen to you all day. You have so much knowledge. So much information thank you yeah you're amazing thank you so much for being here i don't want to like end this <laughs> i want you to oh my we're at what look at two two look at two 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 of course all the signs um i just want to think okay one more thing yes i'd like you to get ready to pull a card absolutely will you interpret it for me are you going to pull it or am
1: i going to pull it and you can interpret it is that what's happening you know
0: what i would like you to touch on anything that comes through for you and i will also do the same okay it's there's no it's just easy effortless um one more thing back to so you guys um dandelion it comes in so many forms you can get that in a tea you can get that in your backyard but you'd have to obviously make sure there's no fertilizers or crap on it Mm -hmm. and um anything else that will assist um somebody trying to get pregnant right now that is having a really tough time
1: working with and we can put these in the show notes but working with um a a herbalist a certified herbalist to help you establish a relationship with these different medicines um that are not counter and indicative to like your health right your health history um acupuncture yeah for moving the energy shifting the energy um getting off Forms of contraception getting off birth control early, early, like
0: frickin' throw like, that shit in the garbage yesterday. Yeah, you guys, like that's a we'll have. I think it would be great to have another get you to come back and we could even dive deep a little bit more if you have knowledge mm-hmm. on the af- adverse effects of mm-hmm. birth control and how detrimental it is to our health yeah. in every way, shape, or form.
1: Yes, and I do know there are some practices, some underground work that's being done with um, bloodletting. Mm. and blood cleansing interesting um so to if you want to kind of dabble in those realms because especially for people that have taken the covid vaccine they' and you know they're in a place of feeling like I want to detox from this yeah um, there are people who are offering services underground to you know for you to release the blood and, and cleanse your blood and um, yeah, restore wow. yeah yeah so there's so
0: much there's so much out there yeah there yeah. is I also yeah. know like, me heavy metal detox smoothie i don't know if you're familiar yes, yes medical yeah. medium i always go back to him that's incredible to really help remove toxins and heavy metals and shit in our body oh, yeah. obviously like water spring and, water okay oh and you also another thing that you were sharing with me is the mineral minerals the Real minerals in your minerals. water oh my
1: gosh this is a this is a revelation right now The water that we drink out of the taps are, although in Vancouver they're pretty good, um, they lack in essential minerals that our body needs in order to to shift into that higher vibration. Um, And you said
0: at any health food store typically? Oh, yeah. yeah. Health food store. And then I know what would be the ultimate... solution plan of action would be to reach out to the beautiful madison and also to the red um tent group mm-hmm. and jo- getting um involved in you know accessing like your spirituality your your womb healing um getting in touch with yourself finding your joy and your peace and yeah. getting quiet and really getting one within to figure out um what your body's saying what does it need mm-hmm. we always know what it needs if we get quiet enough to listen that's right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, join yeah. us. Come, come dance. Mm-hmm.
1: Come sing. Come pray, and just yeah,
0: and just be, just be you. Yeah. yeah, and experience a wild transformation. You're, you're not seeing this by accident. Anybody that has stumbled across this, um, this show, this episode, please take whatever you can from it and actually apply it to your life and watch the shifts happen. Quick story: I was told I wasn't going to be able to have kids very easily. I had cysts, all these things um the pat the person that i used to be with in the past had a lot of complications and went through cancer twice also told t- they would never be able to have children um we took medical intervention on the side just in case long story short i started on my healing journey and you know really incorporating nutrition and then health and working out and spirituality and really like doing healing counseling going within and uh it was three months into doing this all this natural work and herbs and things like that that i was pregnant so don't let anybody tell you shit about your body because you're here and you absolutely are meant to bring a soul in if you choose and if you do the work really what it comes down to self-love self-care Yes. That is really the answer. That's the best vibration. It is. It's, yeah. And I love how you said that. It When we were speaking earlier and you said a lot of the times the soul isn't going to come into that vibration or frequent, frequency. Mm-hmm. It's These new souls that are coming in are of a higher frequency. They're here to serve, to assist, and to freaking fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. Love it. Thank you. I love you. it. Thank you so much for coming. You're just an incredible beautiful soul so incredible so happy to have you should we should we do a card pull? yeah let's go okay
1: i'm so excited i've never seen this deck before oh my god well <laughs> and that's
0: even the best is when you have no idea because then it's even more authentic it's mm-hmm. just whatever comes to your mind and also you can um find madison online on instagram at ode to birth o-d-e-t-o-b-i-r-t-h and check out all of her magic she's got a link tree and then also a website attached with a lot of her offerings okay last thing I have to ask okay. so what's your thoughts on placenta encapsulation Wow okay so the placenta is a, a beautiful
1: medicine woman shared with me at the story of the placenta of it being the energy of earth okay so it is the energy that helps us ground back into our body because when we talk about uh, physiological birth and allowing the process to naturally unfold we kind of have to go outside of our body to uh, for assistance right hundred percent so what we need in order to come back down into our body is the energy of the placenta okay right so placenta encapsulation is great because it's convenient mm-hmm. there are some women who will eat their placenta raw yep okay I've but this is this. a little bit more of a, of a general in way. a smoothie yeah. So placenta encapsulation is a way for you to get that energy so you can come back, ground back into your body, be present with the your immediate postpartum experience with this beautiful new soul. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, some people do, I would start with just one or two
0: capsules a day mm-hmm. um, and see how that feels. Yeah. I will say um, I chose to do placenta encapsulation. Best thing, hands down, on this earth, day three after having my son, I felt this depression coming on this postpartum I was like what's happening oh my gosh she drops them off at my door and she told me that you can work your way up to six I had taken like two or three in the morning and then another in the evening I was like I need this every day of my life I felt phenomenal
2: yeah
0: I was glowing I was shining my brain was on fire I was just in love I felt incredible And I even had like a tincture made up after and I did everything that I possibly could. And it's amazing because you're breastfeeding. So all of the goodness that's going on within you is going back to your baby.
1: Exactly.
0: Highly recommend doing it, you guys. 100% all the way. Now, what's great about the tincture too is a lot of women are using that
1: tincture through their menopause days, or this term that my friend recently is she's been talking about the moon pause, right? When you enter your crone phase and you're no longer bleeding. If you still have that tincture, your placenta tincture, that energy can assist you. Oh
0: my gosh! Mm -hmm. I still have mine, so I'm keeping mine. Yeah, keep it. Whoa! (laughs) You know what's insane? Yeah. Okay. I just pulled that card yesterday. No my way. Is going like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> number two. Okay, if you. Um...
1: Okay. Wow. So I pulled the Akashic Library. So there is a what looks to be like Jesus. Honestly, he's got this like long, uh, art he, depiction of deep Jesus, right?
3: Totally. He's
1: sitting in a library. He's writing into some pages with a beautiful feather. There's a candle. Yeah. What the way I interpret it is, you know, I think spirits just trying to let me know that so much wisdom i hold so much wisdom and people are a little bit intimidated i think or they they don't take me seriously because i i'm in a young body Mm. i'm only 27 years old and here i am walking around telling people about you know like birth and what do i know about birth and i've never even given birth to children right so how can i sort of exude this energy Mm. and share this wisdom well it's actually woven in all of us yes even especially those with a womb this, this intelligence, this higher intelligence, this understanding um, of moving through that initiation from maiden into motherhood, mm-hmm. that is woven within all of us. Um, and if we just allow ourselves to be still and open up and come, become clearer yes. and take good care of ourselves and, and be surrounded in good energy, then that wisdom can come down and um, be shared with the rest of the world. 100%. right? And also the Akashic Library. I feel like I got a lot of books in the library because I feel like I saw, I recently, this was like three years ago, she went into my Akashic Records and went into a couple of my past lifetimes. Yeah. But she was a bit overwhelmed. She was like, you know what? I feel
0: like we could be here for days. Yeah. (laughs) So that's how I would interpret it as well. And what was coming to me right away was, you've been training lifetimes for this. And this is the lifetime that you get to thrive and there's no fear. You're not holding back. You're not concerned of what other people perceive you as. You're just authentic in your form of who you came here to be and the ones that are meant for you will gravitate towards you and the ones that are not meant for you will fall away just naturally and with Mm. this card another thing it's like he is saying to me here is you hold the pen you are the script writer Mm. you are the the director the producer to your movie what would you like the next scene to be and how would you like that to play out and that's even Let's write your birth plan. Let's manifest that. Mm. Let's call in all of the beautiful wishes and what you would like to see. Yes, it may not always go as planned and that is the fucking plan. (laughs) Surrender to the planned unplanned. You know, like that is life Mm -hmm. and just ebb and flow with the way that it's going to (laughs) go. Ebb and flow with the way that it's going to go. So definitely um, just write the script you hold the pen you get to dictate what's going to happen in your life and lead Mm. really that's what oh my gosh especially
1: when if you are pregnant watching this or you know you in that moment you are open to anything everything you are so receptive oh my you
0: you have this beautiful being within you and you are just you're right you're connected both yeah you're connected to earth and you're connected to source yeah you are just a open portal. <laughs> Straight portal. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, we will have you back so soon. I'm so excited to talk about many more topics. And if you guys have any questions, please reach out to myself and Madison Tiffany. We'd love to answer any questions. Um, and we'd love to go deeper. So definitely check out Miss Madison. She's got lots to offer. Thank you again so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. You're amazing. Yeah, yeah my pleasure. Always hug. A big hug in close, but in open. We're opening up the circle. Alrighty. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you soon.
3: (laughs) What's up? Hope you enjoyed the episode. We have some prompts for you. Hi. (laughs) Prompt, prompt, prompt. Prompt, prompt. So we have a few platforms that we just have to mention because we just put so much love and effort into this podcast really important for us to expose ourselves because we think that you know really runs deep how important these messages are and how important it is to reach the masses so we're literally at a point in our business um, that we just feel like it's important to hit every single platform so you can find us on youtube You can find us on TikTok,
0: Instagram, Facebook, Spotify. Spotify is our amazing subscription. So please head on over $4.99. You're going to get real deep, crazy um, talk and shares and things that you're just not going to get on the free episodes. Our free ones are fabulous. And if that's all you can... You know, hold space for right now we get it but we definitely encourage you to check out our subscription and hey if you don't like it
3: after one month you unsubscribe it's not a big deal not a big deal it's like a cost of a coffee yeah if you, if you like those specialty coffee
0: yeah and really when you think about this <laughs> four ninety nine for like a counseling session you just can't
3: no you really can't and I do find in our free episodes um there is still juice in there. Oh God, yeah. But the meat and potatoes (laughs) is where the subscription is. Mm. So we strongly suggest you to do that. Now, if that is not in your cards, uh, definitely go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there because the subscriptions help with the algorithm of, you know, social media and it helps us just get exposed more. Like they like that. And they also like when you share our shit like and so do we yeah well we like it obviously. of course we like it the most yeah Um, if you go to Apple Podcasts uh, there's an opportunity to rate and review the podcast and this also helps with the algorithm thing that I was just mentioning Mm -hmm. so put in the stars put in the review we'll share that shit and reward you for it because you're a fucking
0: warrior exactly and you know what It's sharing the messages to help others and that is obviously our ultimate goal is to help other people and to feel good about themselves. So if you feel good after you listen to one of our episodes share that with somebody maybe say hey Send them an episode so that they can change their life. And then you don't have to be the one telling them all the things that they maybe need to hear. We'll be the ones doing it. Yeah, exactly. We have no problem with triggering others.
3: Absolutely. (laughs) We will take the heat. That is our job. Yes. Well, thank you so much.
0: Love you guys. Love
3: you. Ciao for now.